Hello, and thank you for tuning into Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, Mum to Amandine and Elwood. If you are new here, I share my journey as a mum from pregnancy to life as a mum of two. Sharing all the highs and all the lows, not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, experts in their fields, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in Mum Talk to be honest, real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments. Wherever you may be, thank you for listening and being part of today's conversation. Our cheeky wipes have been revived for our latest arrival. We love how great they are at getting little squishy bums nice and clean and knowing that we aren't adding piles of disposable wipes to landfill. Talking of squishy bums, as personal fans of cloth nappies, I am so happy that Cheeky Wipes have launched their own range and they're getting rave reviews. Their two-part system is more punami proof than all-in-one nappies, has better longevity and they are much easier to wash and dry. Their super absorbent bamboo nappies are great for overnight and guaranteed leak-free. Cheeky Wipes also have you covered with their postpartum bamboo-topped maternity pads. These are perfect for the early days of postpartum bleeding. They are less bulky than a disposable with no chemicals, just comfy bamboo cotton next to your delicate bits. Once postpartum bleeding has settled down, their cheeky period pants are a brilliant alternative for disposable pads. They feel like regular pants but have four or five layers of absorbency, including a leak-proof layer. A quick rinse or soak and a machine wash on 30 and they're ready to wear again. Cheeky Wipes have us all covered. Head to cheekywipes.com to view their brilliant range. Oh my goodness, hello. Hello everybody. It is just so wonderful to have the podcast mic out in front of me, not shoved in a cupboard and be reconnecting with you all. I am so sorry it's been such a long time that the last series was live back over Christmas period. I really apologise that I haven't come back sooner. I um, have found this last entire year, Elwood is one on May 21st, and I really have found this last entire year a complete and utter wipeout. I am sure this is down to the fact that I have had an appalling sleeper. Elwood is an appalling sleeper. It has only been in the last two weeks that he has started waking just once a night. Now, I know there are plenty of you out there who have appalling sleepers too, waking multiple, multiple times a night, well into, you know, two-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds, but for me, it just hasn't been sustainable. I found it incredibly difficult. The transition from one to two kiddos, I found incredibly difficult. But anyway, I'm back with a new series, and I'm so excited to be here, and we have just the most wonderful guests joining us on this series. So before I go in to catching up with you all, and that's, you've got me today catching up with you all, um, I'm going to tell you very briefly, this series, we're going to be focusing, of course, on motherhood, but we're also going to be focusing on pregnancy, birth, um, and what to expect after pregnancy, to really be supportive to as many of you as possible. Um, But in each episode, we're also going to be talking about motherhood and the realities of it. 
we have amazing guests coming on. We've got the Bump Plan coming on. We've got Siobhan from The Positive Birth coming on. We've got Claire coming back on to talk pelvic floor. We've just got so many fantastic guests joining us, um, and I'm really grateful to them for sparing their time. But this will all come in future episodes, um, and I will keep you updated, of course, through social media. So if you're not already following, then do go over to Mum Talk Podcast on Instagram, and I will give you updates of what to expect each week for the podcast. Also, what I found this year is I haven't been able to dedicate the time that I've wanted to listen to podcasts. Um, And I know that my previous episodes in series, they've been long and I've loved that and you guys have loved that too. But this series, I really want to focus on shorter, factual, concise, to the point episodes because we just haven't got the time, right? So aside perhaps from this one, which will be a bit of a catch up, um, I am going to aim for all of the episodes to be around 15 to 20 minutes. So they are super easy to dip into when your little one is maybe having a cat nap, if they're a cat napper like Elwood has been, um, or you can do it on the school run, the nursery run, however you want to listen to your podcast. Um, it's super easy to do that. So that's my that's my game, my aim, <laughs> my aim for this series. So what's been going on with us? Thank you all for your questions. I'm going to cover all of them um, as we go through, but I will start with the obvious question, um, is Elwood's sleep? Because I think that's how I left off when I kind of took a break from social media, from the podcast, it was around Elwood's sleep. Um, ever since eight weeks old, which was when I took him out of the Pure Flow sleep swaddles bags, swaddle bags, which I swore by. Uh, that's when sleep massively went downhill. So he rolled over in his uh, next to me crib type thing. It's actually a snooze pod um, really, really early on. And I had to take him out of the swaddle, or I felt like I had to take him out of the swaddle very, very quickly. Um, I perhaps didn't need to in hindsight, but safety-wise, I was more comfortable doing so. And I am definitely a firm believer of judge of um, trust your gut. Anyway, since then, it's just gone down, 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 downhill. And I have spoken and taken lots of advice from sleep consultants, but I don't know whether it's because this has been kind of planned as our last baby but I just haven't wanted to really use any of the slightly more uh, forceful techniques, maybe like sleep training. Of course, there are plenty which are very, very soft and no cry techniques, etc., etc. But I've really wanted to be guided by Elwood as much as possible. We are now at the point, which is why I'm doing the podcast and I feel more alive um, and I have energy that Elwood is waking up once a night, but that has literally been the last two weeks where he's been waking up once a night. I'm sure we'll backtrack, I'm sure we'll progress, but this has been the best he's ever slept since he was eight weeks old. And it's been a game changer. My mental health has started to improve. Um, I'm going to come back to that. He's been so much happier. He is also starting to walk. I was going to say walking, but he's not really. Um, he is wanting to be walking around holding one hand of, of mine or Hendrix. Um, or he reaches for Amandine's too, but that's a bit tricky. And he wants to be cruising around all the furniture. We bought him 
his first pair of shoes today. Um, we got him a pair of little Bobux shoes, which are gorgeous. And um, he put them on and he was so happy. His face was just beaming to have them on. And he just is ready to be doing what his sister is doing. And it's mad watching it. And he's taken so many tumbles and I'm trying not to be a helicopter parent, letting him take some falls, but he did really bite through his lip the other day. And it's amazed me how fast that babies heal. I mean, I think it's been three days and you wouldn't even know that that happened. It's, it's amazing. I wish, I wish we healed that fast as adults. Um, but we are on to a winner. Now, I had loads of questions about what did I change to get to kind of kickstart Elwood's better sleep. Now, it happened when I reintroduced the third nap. Elwood has always been a catnapper. He has loved 20-minute naps here and there. And even when I would put him down at lunchtime, he would nap for 20 minutes, he'd then wake up. And then if I was lucky, I'd man I'd be able to get him back down again for 20 minutes. And these were buggies, buggy naps. All of his naps were happening in the buggy because any time I attempted to get him down in his cot, it was an absolute nightmare. And I would be there for, I'm not kidding you, I would be there for hours trying to get him down to go down. And I really suffered um, from that. It didn't do us any favours. He would end up overfeeding because I feed him to sleep. I always did with Amandine. I'm doing it again with Elwood. Um, and it really just didn't, didn't do either of us any good. So I went back to buggy naps and he would happily sleep in the buggy, um, for his naps, but he would kind of always stir around 20 minutes and then I'd have to go back out, walk him around again, get him to go back down for another 20 minutes. And then I decided to put the third nap back in um, and give him a really speedy 15, 20 minutes around five o'clock, which is pretty late um, when you're considering that bedtime's around seven. But it worked. And when I did that, he started sleeping, uh, really going to bed much easier and then waking up once in the night um, and then waking up at kind of seven o'clock the next morning, sometimes even 7.30, 8 o'clock the next morning. So for some reason, I don't know if it was just lucky or what, but yeah, that's what happened. Now we are, uh, now what's happening, we have dropped the third nap. He is now napping in his cot. So one day it was absolutely pouring with rain. There was no way I was going outside to walk him in the buggy in the absolute pouring rain. So I tried, he went down and he slept for two hours. And for the last mm, three days, I would say, he has slept for two hours in his cot. I mean, what on earth <laughs> is this sorcery? So he's been sleeping until about three, sometimes 3.30. And um, I then put him down around seven o'clock. He's also eating a lot more. We've been weaning over this period of time. He adores his food, so he's getting loads and loads of good filling up food. I try and give him lots of lentils, and he loves pasta, doesn't every baby? Loves pasta, um, really heavier food in the evening. Now, some people say that actually that's not a good thing because it causes the 
stomach to um, kind of go into overdrive to digest the food. But in Elwood's case, he still wants a feed before bed. Um, he still guzzles a lot. When he wakes up in the middle of the night, he is guzzling his milk. So I think he does actually want a feed when he wakes up in the middle of the night. Um, in the morning, he's really not so fast. Some mornings I feed him, some mornings I don't. And we go straight down for porridge. Really depends at what point he wakes up. Um, I've also been more relaxed on just hearing the grizzles a little bit more in the, in the middle of the night. When I spoke back in series 11 and also a lot in series 10, um, I spoke about worrying that Elwood was going to wake up Amandine in the night. Now, I think that was happening a lot, but I think Amandine has now got used to hearing Elwood's background cry. Now, I'm not saying that he's crying a lot, but when he rolls over, there's a little, little bit of a kind of, oh, I could really do with mummy, but actually I think I'm okay. I look on the baby monitor his eyes are not open and I think a lot of the time I was going in and he he wasn't actually awake he was just trying to get comfy again like when adults wake up when I wake up and I've got tired legs or something or my back's hurting or I just can't get comfortable if I was a baby I would be crying (laughs) I feel like crying sometimes so Um, I understand from a baby's point of view um, and actually I've kind of just given it more of a moment and not gone in and sometimes he'll wake up around five-ish, have a little bit of a, not even a grizzle and then um, I'll let him be and he'll go back to sleep. Actually the first few times that happened I went back to sleep and then I woke up thinking oh okay well that must have stopped otherwise I wouldn't have gone back to sleep so yay (laughs) and then I just kept doing it for a couple of times and now he's more able I think to put himself back to sleep so we're making progress whoop whoop um but yeah he's a year old on May 21st and I am not ready for this I am not ready for this I didn't really give it a second thought I was so excited when Amaldine turned a year but I am so sad now that Elwood is turning a year because I yearn for another baby but this is just not on the cards for us Hendrik is just no 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 um he is so very much done I would have another one in a heartbeat so it's um it's one of those things where a lot of my friends are talking about having another one and I'm just um trying to keep my on top of my uh, emotions because I would also have another one if um if I could but back to it so Amandine um is amazing she is such a little character she is just we've really seen a turning point um the last literally about the last couple of days actually where I always see these toddlers running around, really excited, where Amandine was just really pretty mellow about everything. She was just really calm, and that was really lovely um, and nice and easy. But I also wanted her to be the one that was running around and dancing, and just and she really has been the last few days. The happiness level has just gone off the chart, and it's just been amazing to see, and I've loved watching it. Her interaction with Elwood, now Elwood started walking, she's playing with him. We have a um, old car seat cardboard box that we've had since, I think, January 2019 at the start of lockdown. Or not the start of lockdown, but, well, actually, I guess it was at the start of lockdown, wasn't it? Um and or just before (laughs) and they play in it for ages together and they have the best of times and it's just one of those things where I think oh 
yes, this is going to be amazing when they both can really play with each other and be the best of friends, hopefully, fingers crossed, is just going to be wonderful. And also take the pressure off us a little bit as parents um, because there's nothing like watching children playing together, is there? It's just the most beautiful thing to witness and see. It's, it's amazing. Amandine isn't yet at nursery. Um, she turns four in September. We've been actually trying to get her in uh, to our local village preschool but they have a understandably they have a two mornings a week rule or two times in a week rule uh, that you have to go for um, and we just haven't been able to uh, well first of all they only had one available and they wouldn't let Amandine just do one morning in their opinion, they don't settle as easy, which I can understand, but I think because Amandine's a little bit older, I think she would have settled just fine. Plus, we were only going to send her in for the morning, which is three hours. It's a bit like just going to playgroup or something. Anyway, anyway, we have her on the list for two mornings a week come September, so she'll definitely be going in September to preschool because, of course, she is 4th of September baby, so we kind of have her home for that extra year. A lot of her friends who were born at the very, very end of August um, are going to school this September, which is just mad. I cannot, I could, I cannot even think about Amandine going to school. I would not be ready. I, I don't think she's ready either. Um, another year kind of hanging out with us. And I, I really love the Scandinavian way of life um, for kids. I, don't, I think I'm right in saying they don't go to school until they're seven, I think. Which, you know, I would really be very happy doing that <laughs> and not sending Amandine to school until she was seven and just having her kind of in around um, family life for, for a bit. But obviously for full-time working parents, that is very, very difficult to navigate, which I fully understand. Um, so also whilst we've Whilst I've been away, we have been away, uh, we took a family trip to Lanzarote, which was brilliant. Um, as I'm sure is the same with most, we hadn't been away abroad apart from to France to see Hendrik's parents, which is a very different type of um, holiday. But this was just the four of us and it was just wonderful. It was warm, we had swimming pools to play in, we had the beach to play in, the weather was glorious. Um, yes, it. we stayed in a hotel where the food within the hotel was just astronomically expensive. Um, so I ended up doing a lot of the kind of cooking and we ended up having picnic lunches. We went to the local supermarket and bought food. So in terms of cooking, which I actually find one of the things I most need a break from, um, not so relaxing, but the actual holiday, just being the four of us, it was just magical with none of those external pressures from being at home or jobs or anything. It was just glorious. Um, we flew out there and the flight was super easy. We flew from our local Exeter airport, um, which is, you know, n no distance from our house. And, um, it, yeah, it was just super easy and just wonderful. We've also been back to France to see Hendrik's parents um, and that was lovely as well. So we've done a fair bit of travelling and that, well, being in France was wonderful, the journey not so much. So we've decided with two kids it's actually cheaper right now to drive to France. Um, 
but my goodness, it's hard work. We get there and we are exhausted. Um, driving with uh, two children is not easy feat. Um, we overnight on the ferry, which is a lovely break, uh, but again, quite challenging. Um, I always find that Elwood's sleep takes a back, uh, bit of a back step when that happens because I literally feed him the minute he cries to stop him from waking up Hendrik and Amaldine. If I leave him to kind of grizzle a little bit, everybody wakes up and then it's even worse. So it then takes me a good few days whilst we're in France to get his sleep kind of back on track. So it'll be interesting this time to see what happens. He quite likes the motion of the ferry, the kind of vibrations um, through the floor. So he sleeps quite well. He did last time, actually, but we'll soon see this time coming um, what it's like for him. I'm going to go back to mental health because I have found this past year, I don't want to to kind of scoot over this. Um, and I'm sure this will come up um, a lot in our conversations with guests in the next few weeks. But my mental health has really, really suffered this past year. The lack of sleep, um, relationship wise, it's been very, very difficult to navigate um, the guilt that I found, um, with not being able to spend as much time with Amandine as I thought. I always thought kind of when Elwood came into the world, I'd have loads of time whilst Elwood was napping when he was a baby, baby, newborn. And then later on, once we got a uh, consolidated sleep and he was sleeping a lot more, I would have real big chunks of time with Amandine to play with her, to go do things. I very much was expecting to be expressing some milk, to be able to, um, uh, get someone else to look after Elwood and feed him whilst I had one-on-one time with Amaldine but that just has not happened because Elwood's been really quite demanding um, and we've been doing everything in our power to try and just get the poor boy to sleep um, and I found it really really hard really really hard and also the fact of you know <laughs> when we had Elwood I was very much looking back on history with Amandine you know she was a great sleeper she loved routine and Elwood just hasn't been like that at all and I think it took me a really long time to just stop pushing for any form of routine any form of sleep um, and just relax into it so yeah I've really really struggled Um, I will share on here I have started seeing a therapist which is new for me But I have to say, it has done wonders. Just having an hour to myself every week where I go and see my therapist, we chat, whatever I need to talk about. An hour just being able to talk with nobody else's opinions, no one else's judgments. I can say whatever I need to say and it's just a really safe space for me as a mum. And I wanted to share that on here because... It's really, really important. (laughs) It's the first time that I have really felt like I'm struggling and um, I haven't felt like I've been able to share those struggles with kind of the nearest and dearest or it's almost been, uh, I don't know, I just, just hasn't felt right or I'm not entirely sure what I'm trying to say, but I'm just saying that if you are listening and you're thinking, oh, you know what, me too, then search somebody, search for somebody, 
find someone who you really relate to and just book a couple sessions, see what it does. If it helps, amazing. If it doesn't, stop. But I've really found it helped. Also, what's really helped is I have started getting back into my running. So even though it's like 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever it might be, in a time when the kids are either napping or Hendrix okay to take the kids, um, just that headspace of being out in the fresh air, being by myself, has been really, really helpful for me. Um, and I've just felt so much better. Um, anyway, I don't want to talk any more about myself. There is so much more I could fill you in on though. It might We might have to do another catch up or I'll try and do more catch ups on social media. So let's take a teeny ad break and then we will be right back to answer your fantastic questions. One of the hardest things about being a new parent is the lack of sleep. So anything that helps to settle your baby more quickly or encourages them to sleep for longer has got to be a good thing. This is where Rocket comes in. They design clever products to help babies and older children to sleep. First up is the Rocket Rocker. This clever device attaches to any pram or stroller and gently rocks it for you. The soothing rocking motion helps your baby to nod off and nap for longer, so you're free to drink that coffee whilst it's still hot, get your hair cut without interruption, or give your older child some attention whilst your baby is content by your side. Next up is Zed a sleep soother that mimics the feeling of being in a car. And we all know how well babies sleep in the car. Simply place Zed on the mattress by your baby's feet and press the snooze button. The finely tuned vibrations ripple gently through the mattress, encouraging a deep sleep. Finally, there's Whoosh, the small but mighty rechargeable sound soother. Choose from eight calming sounds to create the perfect soothing environment for your baby. The one-hour timer is great for daytime naps or switch to the 10-hour mode for those extra tricky nights. All three products are available from rocketrocker.com. That's rocket spelt with an I-T. And they've been really, really kind and given you guys 20% off all UK orders. So please use the discount code MUMTALK all one word, all capital letters, M-U-M-T-A-L-K. All right, so first up, there were loads of questions around how are you getting on from the transition from one to two? Was it harder than zero to one? I think you can probably tell I found it much harder than zero to one. Zero to one, I was just able to completely fall into the space of having a child, fully embracing it, not needing to do anything else, feeling really comfortable. One to two, I have just felt all the feels around mum guilt, not being there for Amaldine, being there for Elwood, always saying to Amaldine, I just have to do this for Elwood, I just have to do this, I just have to do this, feeling like I'm just being pulled in so many different directions and that's just caused me a lot of I guess, uh, stress and anxiety and, but this isn't the same for everybody. This is, please take what I'm saying with a pinch of salt because this entire last year, I have been incredibly sleep deprived, incredibly sleep deprived. And, you know, sleep is one of the main things. If we don't get enough, it messes with our head, um, and our actions. So, 
it may well be that you find the transition from one to two absolutely seamless and love it more than zero to one. Plenty of people find it less of a shock than zero to one. Um, Okay, another great question. Help me with how I parent a toddler who's three and a baby who's six months who now crawls as of today. So yeah, we're in exactly the same place. Amandine is three and a half, she's four in September and Elwood is one and he's been crawling and he's now starting to walk. It is hard core our backs <laughs> with him starting to walk have been so sore from bending over and holding his hands and walking around it is really really tough I mean as much as you can try and create a safe area for your crawler maybe um, kind of partition off an area in your lounge or something where you know he won't come to any harm so if you need to do something with your toddler or if you need to do something like dinner or lunch whatever it is and you, you need to take eyes off which everyone needs to take eyes off at some point even if it's just to turn around and get something from the fridge you know that they're safe and you know that it's a safe place for them to be in. Um, that's probably been my saviour for Elwood. It's been the high chair to, to kind of pop him in there with a snack or pop him in there whilst Amandine's playing with Play-Doh and he just loves watching watching her do that if I need to be um, doing something else. I mean, it's impossible to do anything with two mobile kiddos unless you kind of put those, uh, you know, put those techniques or whatever it might be in place to help with parenting your children actually help with you know keeping them alive like feeding them for instance um but yes it's really really tough and just try and ask for as much help as you feel you want um and kind of fits into your life so many people kind of say it really takes a village to raise a child but I find that saying quite challenging because yes in an ideal world we would maybe all like loads of help but actually does it fit into what you and you know if you might need people to help with your children but do you want people in your own space and actually is that more is that more of a hindrance than it is a help and you know we all have to make our own decisions around this stuff but I actually find having people in my space a little bit harder um, that yes, they might be looking after the children, but there's also an essence of me hosting them as well. Um, but if there's somebody that could come along and maybe take your uh, toddler out for a play date or to the park with a friend, so you just have your six-month-old to focus on, I think that's really handy as well. Um, okay, more questions. More questions. Toddler defiance, please help. Either you or an expert. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think I had an episode in series 10 where, now who was it? Oh, I can't remember, but have a look at series 10. I am sure um, there was a wonderful podcast on with a nursery manager and she spoke all about kind of toddler defiance with her own kids and also school kids. I find with Amandine best way is to reason with her to talk it through with her to acknowledge her feelings and then to try and talk it through with her in simple simple quick easy language that's what I have found really really helps and goes down well after having two kiddos what did you find was the most items to buy the, the best best items to buy um I'm a first time mum due um in November oh 
congratulations. Okay, so I've made a little list. These are more around newborn-y um, things for your specific question. I would 100%, this, this is a no order, I guess. White noise machine, Baby Beyond Bouncer, or any form of Baby Bouncer was great. I got our Baby Beyond Bouncer off Facebook Marketplace. There's loads on there, have a look. Um, the stocker high chair with the newborn seat. Now, these are high-priced items, I understand that. You can get stocker high chairs on Facebook Marketplace. They often go secondhand for around £60, £70. I got one of ours off um, Facebook Marketplace for £60. And then a newborn seat on top of that. Again, you can get them on Facebook Marketplace. You don't have to buy new because they are expensive. But just having the ability to put your newborn down somewhere safe at waist height, which kind of the stocker is, or mid, mid waist, I'm quite short, so it kind of <laughs> more chest height for me, but um, was amazing. Maybe chest height's a bit of an exaggeration, but it, it was just a game changer, not having to bend down to the floor the whole time. Um, for me, that was great. Pure Flow Swaddles, Swaddle uh, bags, I found them fantastic. Uh, I really, really did. I would highly recommend them. Any kind of swaddles will do, but I really do rate the, the Perfo um, ones. So have a look at those. Um, an Ergo Baby Embrace Carrier. I adored. I absolutely adored. It's their newborn super, super soft one. And then when they get a little bit bigger, you will want to move on to something a bit more robust. So the Ergo Baby 360. Um, snooze Shade for the buggy, which is like a sleep shade. It cuts out a lot of the light. Uh, if you have a buggy that isn't the bugaboo, because I haven't come across any other buggy that isn't the bugaboo that has such a great sunshade that really covers over the whole of the buggy to um, facilitate sleep if you're doing a lot of buggy naps, um, you're going to need the snooze shade. So definitely get that. And a rocket. Um, get that. <laughs> that was gifted to me. And I have to say, it was probably one of the best things that's ever been gifted to me. It is absolutely fantastic. You essentially take your child on a little stroll to get them to go to sleep. Well, this is what I did with Elwood. And then you put the rocket on the buggy and it gently rocks the buggy um, whilst the buggy is still. So it enables you to go and grab a cup of tea, elongate their naps a little bit, um, it's just fantastic. It runs for 20 minutes. You can then turn it back on again, or you can um, just let your little one then rest without being rocked. But I highly, highly suggest you buy those items. And then there's loads of other things that you may need, like a baby bath. Um, we, there is, you know, some people say yes to baby bath. Some people say waste of money. I loved mine. We got a snuggle bath, I think that's what it's called. It's kind of the ones where they sit up, which I really loved. Um, and there's other items, but those ones are the ones that I couldn't be without. With Elwood especially, I could not be without those items. Homeopathic recommendations. So we just get all of our homeopathy and um, we talk to the homeopathic specialists at Helios, which is an online um System, they also have shops in London and Gloucestershire, I think, or Gloucester, Cheltenham, mm, not sure. Um, but go on their website, Helios Remedies, I think it is, or maybe even just Helios. But it is fantastic, and they're almost next day delivery, I think. And I think that's it. Um, just some more, more questions and just diving slightly deeper into someone's asked specific advice on going from one to two kiddos. And 
I would say drop all expectations. Get as much help as you personally like. Pre-cook your meals or ask people to bring meals for you. They were some of my best, best kind of gifts, as it were, were people just coming over and dropping meals on my front porch. Um, I have a very, very good friend who brought over some amazing home-cooked meals and, I mean, I could have kissed her. It was just wonderful, (laughs) absolutely wonderful. And again, sleep makes a huge difference. Um, So if you're getting some sleep, yay! Um, But if not, try and get some sleep, whether that means um, hubby having the baby or uh, a parent coming, your parent coming up or just somebody able to take the little one so you can get a little bit more sleep. Um, It's really hard to, I found it really hard to do that um, and actually didn't. But, you know, I'm giving you my advice. (laughs) And also just be prepared to feel a bit of guilt towards your firstborn. I felt a lot of guilt towards Amandine, but I think if you're expecting it, maybe, then it won't surprise you. Um, The most thing I have been, that's poor English, I apologise, but I have been surprised most by moving from one to two, um by zero time, literally zero time to do any jobs or spend with Amandine or do my podcast, which you guys know I love. Um, But this is because I've not had a good sleeper. Had Elwood slept like Amandine did when I started the podcast, my goodness, I would record a podcast pretty much every nap time um, because she'd sleep for two, three hours. Elwood has slept for a maximum of like 20 minutes at a time for the last year, minus a few weeks. So, (laughs) you know, it really does come down to sleep, in my case anyway. Somebody asked plans for number three. Um, which I covered very briefly, but nope. And um, specifically asked if Hendrix is going to get a vasectomy. And not too sure about that, but out of respect for Hendrick, I probably won't talk about that unless he gives me um, permission to. And that brings me to the end of our questions. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening. Tuning back into Mum Talk. Next week, we have the fantastic Claire from Clairborne Physio. She's been a guest before, but she is on to share in just 15, 20 minutes the pure facts around pelvic health, specifically the pelvic floor, what we can do in pregnancy, what we can do to prepare before giving birth, and also postnatally, post-birth, what we can do to help ourselves please come back on and join us for that episode. If you have a moment, I would so appreciate you taking a second to rate it, review it, wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps, especially because we've been absent for a little while in the podcast world. It helps just boost the podcast up so people can see it and find it. And I truly do believe this series that's coming out is for those of us who have zero spare time and we need the snippets of connection, those snippets of information, expert knowledge. Um, If you are pregnant, trying for a baby, in early stages of motherhood, wherever you may be on this wild journey, this series really is a game changer and I would love for as many people to be supported by it as possible. So please do share it with your friends, share it with your families um, and help me get the word back out there that we are back with a new series. All right, lots and lots of love to you all. Have a wonderful week and I will catch up with you soon.